0: And a very special guest, Hannah. Hi, guys. So, Hannah was in Paris with Molly. Yeah, we lived together, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I had the pleasure. (laughs) Same.
1: Do you want to tell us a bit about yourself, what you're studying?
2: Yeah, so I study um, French, Spanish and business management here at Birmingham. But yeah, I spent my whole year abroad working. uh, The first half
1: in Paris with Molly and the second half uh, in Seville. So, that's basically what this episode is going to be about work versus studying on the year abroad. So, we thought it'd be great to bring on Hannah to talk about working for the whole year because I worked for half and then studied, and Izzy didn't work at all.
0: Yeah, I studied the whole year, and this is one of the first decisions that you have to make, isn't it? Working or studying. Yeah. So, yeah, let's begin. Molly, you start. Tell us a bit about what you did. Until so, you were in Paris. I,
1: yeah, I briefly touched on it in the first episode, but I worked for a cultural exchange, au pair agency in Paris. I started in July, 2022, oh my My God. so (laughs) long (laughs) ago now? I know, I feel old. Um, (laughs) uh, 2022, which was a bit earlier than most people, like Mm -hmm. Hannah came in end of August, didn't you? Yeah, that's
2: right. My job started on the 1st of September,
1: I think, so yeah, Yeah, a bit later. it was, wasn't it? Like, bang on the 1st. Um, So yeah, and then I finished in December, so it was about five and a half, six months so yeah that's what i did i was the only well i was the only intern for most of the time mm-hmm. i had my friend Leon over the summer but yeah after that it was just me with the boss so that was quite intense but hannah had a bit of a different experience yeah mine was slightly different so i worked from uh, september to
2: december full-time but as an intern but there was uh, four other interns my age so yeah and I worked for a company that basically did English lessons for um for children between three and ten years old yeah that was a bit of a different experience I really enjoyed it in general just as an overview but uh yeah
0: is was... that similar what you did in Seville as well it's similar I did
2: I uh, taught in Seville as well but that was in a language school for adults instead Ooh. And that was also part time. Yeah, it was really interesting to see what it was like teaching children versus adults. It was
0: And like the French foreign language teaching system compared to the Spanish.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they were both sort of outside of the school system, so I suppose that made a difference to both, but
0: So were they both like evenings or? No. So the French one
2: was on, I think the teaching was just Wednesdays and Saturdays, particularly with the company that I did. But we did also go into some schools. So, yeah, I said it wasn't in the school system, but we did a couple of sort of extracurricular lessons with schools. And then the language school in Seville was more like, it was more like outside of the work hours of the adults that we were teaching. So that sometimes was in the evenings, but also in the mornings, it depended on their schedule.
0: Okay, and you said that was half-time, so what did you do in the other half of your time?
2: I was just free, honestly, <laughs> yeah. I was, it was amazing. I just had, like, I had so much time off, I did lots of travelling around Spain, I went to Morocco, I went, like, I just enjoyed myself, to be honest. I yeah, just enjoyed living should, in honestly. Spain, yeah.
1: Especially because in Paris, our jobs were both quite intense, weren't they? They were like the nine to five, Yeah. 35 hour weeks which France is like known for having which is less than here to be fair Mm -hmm. so that was nice but it was a lot more intense so and you had to work Saturday mornings.
2: I did yeah so
1: I did half days on Mondays and Saturdays
2: so it was still 35 hours but obviously it shifted on to the weekend and then that's
0: only one full day off
2: exactly most people wouldn't choose that and I can totally understand why it wouldn't have been my first choice but it was just kind of the way it worked out did you know
1: that before you took the job Or did they tell you when you
2: started? That's a really good question. I actually don't know. I mean, it was definitely on the contract. Yeah. But I think by that point, I'd done all the interviews and everything. So it was kind of, you know, I wasn't just going to turn it down for the fact that it was on a Saturday morning. Yeah. yeah.
0: And how did you both find your jobs? Like, where where did you find them?
1: So mine was through uni on the, like, year abroad page. They had a list of jobs that people had already done. Mm-hmm. So mine was on that because a girl I think one or two years above had done it. So they, I actually contacted her to speak about it just to be like how she found it all and everything. Yeah. So then I spoke to her, and then I had to then contact the union, and then like then I got put in contact with the boss, and then I had to have like interviews and like send like a kind of CV cover letter thing to her.
0: Was that directly with the boss who you were then working with?
1: Yeah, it was good to get to meet her. And how long did it
0: take from? of first applying to knowing you had the job?
1: I think we had to say we were going to do a work placement by latest January wasn't it? Yeah. I think. Yeah. And they only had a max of 25 or 35 people could do a placement. It's around that yeah. Yeah Yeah, I think. So I was a bit worried I was like oh I don't because I really wanted to work so I was like I don't know if I'm gonna get it or not but then actually it turned out that not that many people chose to work. No it wasn't as popular as I had thought it might be yeah because at thought, first there
0: was quite a panic that yeah. you weren't being going to be able to work if you wanted to absolutely yeah.
1: and I thought I think a lot of people wanted to work but then just it was difficult to find a job or um, job
0: rejections or I mean, rejections real, real life experience <laughs> and the uni
1: had to like approve it so if it wasn't one that someone had already done like my, mine was fine but people had to get approvals for their jobs because it had to be under certain kind of categories didn't that's it? right you yeah. couldn't go be like a, like an au pair, for example. Yeah, yeah. So the company I was working for, I had to be in the admin but not actually be an au pair, for example. Yeah, and
0: some of the different universities their requirements for working differed, didn't they because yeah. some places you could do a more casual job like what you might consider a holiday job so mm-hmm. working as a receptionist in a hotel or yeah. I don't know some maybe waitressing or yeah, yeah. Um, it parents. on the uni, yeah. but yeah. here they wanted a bit more of an academic approach yeah I actually
2: I asked them that outright because I, I also was really keen to work and I sort of said well you know, if I don't find a sort of intern job, could I waitress? Because I know I'd be using my languages a lot doing that. Definitely. But they said it was sort of aiming to be more of like a graduate type job.
0: So, okay. Yeah, yeah. And why did you both want to work? I think for me,
1: it was to put my language skills to the test. I wanted to try and use them in an active way because ultimately that's what I want to do with my degree is using my languages so I thought it would be a good chance to do that but also I think it's good to have these kind of work experiences on your CV to say you've worked abroad for six Mm -hmm. months or five months at our age I think that's quite an asset it's a big deal, yeah Yeah. Yeah. and I wanted to challenge myself and yeah, and I thought it would help and it did Mm. help my French so much I definitely noticed a difference between my French improvement and my Spanish improvement Mm.
2: Mine was pretty similar. I mean, I was really keen to get some work experience was probably probably my biggest motivator. But then the honest truth is that the other part, I was just a bit bored of like education. I really wanted a break. And I thought that might be a good way to do it because obviously we had to go anyway. So I just thought, yeah, I'll I'll look for a job. And obviously then we still had the uni placements to fall back on. So it was always sort of guaranteed in some way. I just thought it was worth a a shot.
0: Yeah, this is true that for Birmingham at least, you definitely have a university place guaranteed. Yes. Whether that's your first choice or not, you mm-hmm. do yeah. Yeah, always so me have and that to a back both on. had a
1: uni backup, so mine was Aix en Provence in the south. And yeah, where was yours? Um Toulouse, I
2: think. Can't Toulouse. even remember. And in Spain?
1: In Spain mine was Murcia, I think, in uh, the okay. south. Yeah. So we had to kind of we did actually have to fill out applications yes. for the unis as well. Which I did find a bit frustrating mm. to be honest, because I was like at this point I was I think i was about i you think i had a leave. month yeah. i was about to go and i was like why do i need to do this yeah because i've i'm literally about to go but i i understand it is like a security measure yes. in case your job just in case through. something
0: happens um
1: yeah. but yeah it was kind of why did you choose not to work or did you want to work actually
0: yeah so initially i was quite keen to work for similar reasons you know i was keen to look into working because i think by that point you are a bit tired of of studying mm. and if you were to do a three year degree, only a year later, you would potentially then be going exactly. into the world of work. So you are kind of ready. You, Because of Covid, we didn't really have that many work experiences, mm-hmm. um, which we might have otherwise had. And yet yeah, again, they do say that working is good for your languages. And nice to earn a bit of money as well, alongside. Mm, yeah,
1: although, <laughs> well, we'll talk about that briefly now, I guess. But basically, we did get paid. Well, you got paid for one of yours and not the yeah, other. Yeah, my, my job in Seville was not paid. It
2: was, and I, I knew that beforehand. Yeah. To be fair, it was also about 12 hours a week in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. So really, it Just good matter. for the experience. Yeah, absolutely. Really. But yeah, that was, um, that was volunteering. More
1: but what much. did we get paid in France, Hannah? It was a rather generous
2: €3.90 an hour, um, <laughs> which I think in pounds is about
1: three quid-ish. Yeah. Yeah. And Two that's legal? 90. Yeah. That's the legal French internship. That's right, yeah. Pay. Yeah. So you Minimum. didn't
0: count as employees? No, we were no. interns. Yeah.
1: Very much interns. And the visa we had to apply for was internship visa. Yes. Not a work visa. slightly different. So the in
0: France, is there study, intern and work? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, but the thing is, I mean,
2: obviously, at points, especially when the job was hard, it was slightly demoralizing to know that you've made, you know, three pounds for an hour's work. On the flip side, I think all of us that, I mean, went abroad full stop were there for our languages. We weren't there to make a lot of money. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, we always, I mean, me and Molly always spoke about it. If we were studying, you
1: know you're not making any money we did yet. say yeah. that when we were a bit like oh but we were yeah. like we wouldn't be earning this money anyway that wasn't so the point it was a nice plus and yeah. because we were in paris as well which as i mentioned in the last episode it's really expensive yes. obviously it was a nice it helped yeah it did i mean i found actually personally i used it
2: to basically pay more or less for my all my living expenses
0: yeah. that's really good so, and we did yeah. things like we went to disney
1: together yeah, didn't exactly. we and like things that is more expensive that maybe if we weren't earning that money yeah. like would we have done that or like mm-hmm. you know it's like weighing that off as well yeah so what
2: it was you know it wasn't a lot but yeah it was better than nothing
0: better than nothing yeah and i think i touched on it last week but it is an overwhelming process applying mm. for jobs because i did have a look but there didn't seem to be loads, especially if you weren't somewhere for a whole year because we all did a semester in each place. And so yeah, that's why I then just decided to settle to work uh, to study. But I think as well, I don't know whether you found it because the other the third option at Birmingham, at least is British Council, where yeah. you teach English yeah under their within their mm-hmm. system. and they say that if you do British Council, it can be lonely, but you get a decent salary working can be lonely and you don't get paid very well and studying you obviously get paid nothing but can be quite sociable so how did you both find it on the social front
1: well obviously we lived together which was so good yeah that really helped and we didn't even really know each other that well before we moved no not really like we we kind of we both do French and Spanish so we kind of got to know each other through that but then when we were both going to Paris Mm -hmm. we kind of started talking like oh maybe it'd be nice to live together because otherwise it could be quite isolating and at least for my first month in Paris when I was by myself Mm -hmm. that was quite difficult just lonely like I had to kind of Force myself out of my comfort zone. Like I remember <laughs> trying to join Facebook like yeah. group chats to like meet people, and I did meet other people. You
0: did meet up with some students, didn't you? Yeah, I met up with some girls from
1: Bristol Uni. So that and they were all working, so we were all in the kind of same boat. Yeah, but I had to really push myself to do that because obviously. I'm more reserved and like it's obviously it's daunting. Yeah, very. Um, but and
0: I, also when they all knew each other, because I remember you texting me yeah. being like, "Oh, I'm a bit nervous." Like, mm.
1: yeah, they all went to the same uni together. They were like all friends, so I was like, oh, "I'm
0: trying to integrate yeah. into this."
1: But it was nice. I went out with them a few times, and then obviously I had my had Leo and, like the other intern who was just doing the summer. And so I did m- make friends, yeah. but it's not as natural as no. if you are studying like you had because obviously you just met people in your accommodation, I guess?
0: Yeah, so I did a um, pre-semester language course for three or four weeks in Germany and Spain, which I'd really, really recommend. Often the unis offer them. Sometimes you have to pay, sometimes you don't. And that's where I met the first of my group of friends. Um, they weren't all in my class but just being in the building at the same time when there's not that many of you you all meet up at break times and then you recognize people when you go to some of the activities so esN which is Erasmus student network I know it has a different vibe in different cities maybe but especially in Malaga at the start there were quite a few just beach trips and so and like yeah. volleyball games and there everybody would just be mingling but with the purpose of meeting people because if you were just on the beach with your friends you might not necessarily go up to another group unless you're very brave and yeah. just introduce yourself Um. so yeah everybody was there with the purpose of meeting people which was really helpful yeah fundamentally i i was really glad that i did these pre-semester courses because it also eases you into the language without there being so much pressure yeah, or falling behind and because they're especially aimed for they're at your level because then in spain when my classes in spain were for natives so i was just joining their their degree programs mm. And that was a bit overwhelming. And so I was glad to have had that warm up into the accent and just get back into Spanish after the summer at least. Yeah,
2: that was something I was like, asked a lot about when I told people I'd chosen to work, was like, oh, but how are you gonna meet people your own age? And it was something I worried about a little bit. I think that helped definitely push me and Molly into living together. I know the uni always say, don't live with other English people because you won't develop your language. And I totally understand that. But I think us both knowing we were going into jobs where, frankly, it is harder to meet people your own
1: age. But also, we were speaking French every day at work. Well, exactly. It made so such a it difference it was kind of us. a nice break, to it be really honest, wasn't. to come back. And we just have our little daily catch-ups yeah, at the end of exactly. the day. Make dinner together, go out and do things together. Yeah. And it was, because it was, especially at the first few weeks of my job, I remember just feeling so drained mentally. Yeah because it's so intense in another language that it was just nice to kind of come back and just relax and 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 not have to worry about speaking French. Absolutely. (laughs) And I was
2: really lucky because, as I said, I had four other interns my age at my job in Paris. So that was that problem was almost solved instantly and very similar in in Seville, I I lived with one of my friends again and there was lots of other really lovely interns our age. So luckily I didn't have that experience. I understand some people do, but yeah, it's not always true.
0: Yeah, and as much as they do say that, well, obviously the, the year abroad is for your degree, it's a compulsory part of your degree if you do languages, and you're there to improve your language ability, it's a big deal living abroad, as we said last week. So just to know that you have that support system when you come home to somebody that English and can you don't have to worry about whether you'll be able to communicate with them Mm -hmm. they know you a bit that can be reassuring I don't think that's a failure or lesser in any way because especially if you take a more holistic approach to the year abroad it can actually advantage you more having that support because Mm. then you you have it within you more to go out and make more effort with other things absolutely
1: and we were a big support to each other actually. Yeah, definitely. With our work, because sometimes there were days where it didn't go as well, or we had difficulties or issues. Sometimes
0: you just need a rant. Uh, and we we, we made use of
2: that. Sorry, just to add as well, in um, in Spain, obviously, I didn't like I couldn't necessarily join the Erasmus events that are intrinsically linked with the unis. But actually, we looked up some kind of events and like outings that were made for international students as well so there's other student groups even if it's not specifically like uni related yeah yeah we ended up doing this like long weekend trip to morocco with loads of other students that were in seville it just wasn't based around the university so that is also an option as well like that's a good way to meet people um yeah joining that's even groups.
0: like older older people in their 20s that join those kind of groups and go yeah. on the trips and yeah, I can imagine, especially if you're working, didn't know anyone. That must be quite reassuring to find people in the same position as it you. Was, and yeah.
1: so yeah, I think when we compare kind of working and studying, obviously I had both, I got to experience both. Yeah, you have a And I do think there's benefits yeah. to both, and it's just what your preferences are. But I think the language improvement, I definitely felt my French improved a lot more than my Spanish mm-hmm. just because I was using it way more. And in lectures at uni there's not much engagement. Yeah. So yeah, this I don't is know true. if you found that in Malaga but and Frankfurt, but in Chile it was quite big lecture rooms a lot of the time. You didn't actually have like kind of seminars or like speak or anything really. So the only way I use my Spanish was more outside of the uni. Although I was saying that it was really good for my listening. Yeah, particularly the Chilean accent. <laughs> um, but in terms of my listening skills at uni, I noticed such a big improvement with that. Mm. But in terms of the speaking, not so much at uni it was more in.
0: we are like not using outside. as many productive, like production skills.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Mm. It's a lot of. Whereas working, reading. I used it nine to five in my job. That's also interesting
0: intense, because, in France, obviously you were living with Hannah. You're both English. And you worked in French but in Spain you lived with some Chileans and you studied in Spanish but you found that your French improved more from Mm. the working rather than living with
1: but I also think you're learning kind of business French or business language Mm. at that point like a lot of the things I then end up having learning in French were things I didn't know vocab more business kind of orientated vocab that I wouldn't have learned if I didn't do that job yeah so it's just kind of different
0: and using more professional language rather than professional language waffling. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: formal language or yeah. that kind of thing so yeah in that sense it's well, it's just like different you're learning it you're using it in different settings yeah, and different ways
0: and if you were to move abroad would you rather do you think work again if you had your time again or study again, or do you like splitting both?
1: I personally think, I'm glad I split both. I was going to look at working in South, well, I wanted to go to South America, but we weren't allowed to work there. I think that's changed now, actually. I think you can work in South America now. Not quite sure why, because I know there were people from other unis in Chile working in Chile. So I guess, again, kind of what we were saying earlier, different unis have different requirements and stuff. I think for me, I liked, having kind of both experiences but I for my language perspective I think working was more beneficial for me just using it in an active way but saying that I think my French was always stronger than my Spanish so I think like I was more confident in speaking it anyway than I was with Spanish so maybe I would have felt a bit differently working Mm. using my Spanish depending on what you did like obviously Hannah was teaching English so how much did you use your Spanish and French? Truthfully,
2: my Spanish, not as much as I'd have liked. I think I, I am definitely a big advocate for like, you get what you put in as well. So I think to be fair, I could have put a bit more effort into speaking Spanish with my colleagues, but I think it was so hard when they were speaking English to me because we were in front of the students and they want to sort of just be constantly exposing them to hearing English. For me to then flip into Spanish didn't feel very natural. Um, I suppose I could have asked, to be fair.
0: Yeah, you um, can say all this with hindsight though. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. And I think at the time I didn't expect, because my Spanish was my stronger language, I didn't expect to feel so wobbly at first with my Spanish. I think I had made a lot more progress in my French than I imagined I possibly would. And therefore, when I went to Spain, I was so thrown off because my head was so full of French. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> and it really like threw me off my stride being confident going in there and speaking Spanish straight away. So potentially as well, that's another thing to say is maybe I didn't start off speaking Spanish, which maybe made it hard to switch. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still heard so much Spanish like you said you're exposed to it constantly mm-hmm. in your listening
1: even um,
0: subconsciously when you don't exactly. realize necessarily exactly and you definitely come away
1: from either experience working or studying seeing an improvement with oh it's yeah. massively like I think we've all come away yeah being like even wow. just
0: more confidence that you can you can get by in that exactly. country yeah <laughs>
1: exactly
2: and because you have so many experiences outside of these things, like that's the thing to remember. That we're talking about what you do basically from Monday to Friday, but you have all that extra time around it where you will speak and like, and listen to your respective languages so really it does matter what you choose but it will be a great experience either way
1: yeah. I think so Def-
0: yeah fundamentally I guess it is what you make of it mm-hmm. yeah 100%
1: oh yeah Also, well, was mentioning time because you said something about time yeah with the, the Monday to Friday thing yes that's one thing to take into consideration when choosing to study or work because we had a lot less time on our hands working oh yeah because it was nine to five plus the commute yeah and in the evening because we were knackered well yeah, we, we were. <laughs> we'd come back and be like should we go out and do something no no <laughs> let's just <laughs> watch a film we, just, we did that and like on the weekends that's when we tried to do more yes, stuff. and we, and we like, were we always out. busy we yeah we, we were busy but we were just knackered in the evening we that we couldn't I couldn't
0: Was it nice, though, not having to... Like, when you came home, you could just relax? Or did you have to prep for your classes? No,
1: I didn't really.
2: I mean, like, 95% of that was done during the working day. So, yeah, Yeah. you're right. We could basically just come home and switch off, which was lovely. And to be fair, I will just caveat, with my part-time job, I had probably more time off than I did working. (laughs) So then I
1: definitely had time to do other things. Yeah, but that's something, yeah, when we came home from work, we didn't actually have to do anything to prep. Which was quite nice. So when I went to uni in Chile, I remember like <laughs> having to kind of readjust to doing yeah. uni work mm. and like preparing stuff in advance. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I like this right yeah, now. I'm yeah. used to just coming home and actually being able to switch off, mm. which I guess is insight into the real working world Absolutely. in the future. I mean, it depends what job you do, obviously.
0: Yeah, did you find that a big adjustment then going from working to then coming back to final year with a lot more work and a lot more... St- probably more for Hannah than me because obviously
1: I had I studied at the law in the second semester so I kind of had that time to readjust but for you yeah was it a bit of a shock kind of coming back after working for
2: a year? Yeah to be honest yes absolutely I think rather than anything that I actually experienced on the year abroad that is my biggest downfall of working for the entire year because I obviously finished sort of exams May, June and obviously started fourth year again the following September so that was nearly a year and a half off. Yeah. I hadn't sat in a lecture theatre, I hadn't like taken notes and done an exam, and I found that a really hard change coming back into fourth year. I think, especially because obviously you have a lot of pressure around fourth year, it counts the most. So, that readjustment for me was quite difficult. I think it took me about a month back into fourth year to really feel like, okay, I've got a grasp of this now. Yeah, but that was probably the biggest sort of downside, if you will, that, that readjustment. But
0: I mean, I did it. Yeah, you did it, and fourth fourth year stressful anyway. Exactly. So you may have found that, regardless of whether or not you studied in your year abroad,
2: absolutely. Obviously, I didn't like sit exams and stuff abroad. I think that was something that personally put me off studying a little bit. How do you guys feel about that? I think that's something that people worry about.
0: So when I was in Spain, I joined classes that were with Spanish students, as I said, and that was difficult it was really hard because everything about the school system in Spain was so different to Birmingham. Like it felt like a school and they had a very different relationship with the teachers to we might. It felt a lot less professional, but they seemed a lot more as you might towards a primary school teacher. Oh, okay. Like they wanted to impress them and actively That's
1: so interesting,
0: isn't it? I don't know, almost played up the
1: difference between like of studying in different countries yeah and that's something that we both experienced yeah and how and you had the contrast of spain and germany yeah 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 and then i had it in chile and just comparing that to how it is here yeah and it is different
0: yeah it's, it's just interesting but then to answer your question is that spain already is known for its bureaucracy and how disorganized it is and that's part of what makes it such a laid-back way of li- living mm. i remember texting while being like i miss canvas which is our <laughs> university <laughs> portal i had canvas in <laughs> chile <laughs> It I did not Canvas, no
1: way which I was so surprised about yeah because I did not expect that but yeah you didn't have did you have it in Frankfurt no um, we,
0: we had equivalents in both of them but they weren't quite as but it's like you're used to high tech as Canvas yeah, so navigating yeah. that new system was quite a lot and also they just don't put things on there so they'll say it in class and if you miss it you've missed it oh my god so Can that I was quite Izzy stressful me like,
1: <laughs> I can't remember if if there's
0: an exam next week or and they wouldn't reply to emails they would wouldn't they? reply to emails it was that was the stressful part is just knowing what's going on and so yeah to come to your point about exams they were hard yeah because one and of my person. modules was an introduction to Spanish history that started from the middle ages until post franco wow. in what the 1970s 1980s i don't think i've ever been in a history module where you have studied practically a thousand years of history in 10 weeks. Wow. It was yeah, fully just intense. reciting so history. There was no analysis. And that was quite different because I feel like you can waffle out a lot of what you're saying with your own thoughts, your own analysis, your own interpretation, which is also good for encouraging critical thinking. Mm. So the exam system was very different there and it was really difficult. And so then when I went to Frankfurt, they had a lot more classes which were specifically for international students. Okay. So I did a class in interpreting newspapers and I did one on scientific language for an academic writing in German. And they were really, really helpful because it was sort of more similar to the kind of classes we do here. Right. That's for learning a modern language rather than just classes in that language, and so then the exams were more beneficial and just a lot more easy to navigate. Yeah. And mm.
2: did it did it bring you any solace? I
1: guess that they don't count, I suppose, towards your massively. degree in Birmingham. Okay, okay. massively, especially because they were in person, and I remember being quite nervous about that yeah, because of obviously we hadn't done in person exams I thought, since GCSE. Since so fifteen, yeah. Since before covid so because we didn't sit our a-levels which was great (laughs) i'm not gonna lie in terms of adjusting to doing in-person exams again it was quite intimidating Mm. but knowing that they didn't really count i kind of saw it as like just an ease back into getting used to it especially because the subjects i was taking were like not relevant to the degree yeah you
0: got to choose quite a few different we couldn't
1: pick like language modules so I, i wanted to do some french and spanish to kind of keep up my French as well, but we had to pick, I was doing geography, history, sociology, oh, psychology, wow. so I was having to sit exams in those subjects in Spanish, so that was another challenge, yeah. but I, and I obviously I was still nervous, but I, knowing that they didn't count, yeah, definitely took some pressure off, for sure.
0: but it's hard because you know that they don't count, but we've been brought up always for exams to matter, yeah, and absolutely. you do want to do well for yourself, exactly, and also you yeah. do have to pass the year, yeah, I you mean, have to pass yeah, the if year. you don't, you have to write a 700- word essay in the language about your experience and so it's all manageable everybody I think moves on if they Mm -hmm. choose to but the credit system is different as well so you don't actually know well I didn't really understand how the system worked and whether I had enough credits from the from how I did in the exams and so I think there's just a bit of uncertainty so I think the main challenge is the bureaucracy and missing out on things potentially rather than actually sitting an exam itself and it's also difficult when you're being judged against natives Mm. who may have been on this pathway for a few semesters or years already and also the teacher's know that you're that it doesn't matter for you so they don't have the same incentive to help you and that can feel isolating at times yeah. but is also a little bit liberating mm.
1: but I know also it's different for some unis I know a few friends at other unis in the UK it did count oh, for right. their degree not very much and mm. I think at Birmingham it did used to count wasn't it like six percent or seven percent oh, yeah I think it was of the year abroad of um, the year abroad but not not now yeah which definitely took some pressure off but yeah we all we're all hard working and we still you know we all wanted to put in i yes, still so made time we.
0: for lots of fun things exactly as well. but yeah just knowing
1: definitely just took pressure off um but also in terms of assessments for work placements so we had to write a 750 word yes. essay in the language so obviously you had to do two of those yeah I did, yeah. But to be honest with you, it was pretty relaxed. It was I very mean, relaxed. Yeah. And we had to submit, like, kind of formative or like sample, didn't we? Yeah. Kind of halfway through and then. Basically, just saying what skills we'd learned. What we did, what skills yeah. we learned from it. And that was in the language. So that was that around. assessment for yeah. work placement. So there is something you do have to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's very minor. Yeah, it was easy.
0: Did you find that you were well-supported working? And also, were you well-supported in Chile? Like Because for me, in Germany and Spain, you were a lot more autonomous. You didn't have the same... Like, you created your own timetables, so you'd look at what classes you could do and try and make it work. And that was hard with clashes. And you did have, like, a port of cool. I don't think I ever actually met my designated people. But, yeah, the, the systems in general are designed for you to be a lot more independent than here, mm-hmm. where it's a lot more protected. And, yeah, so how did you find it?
1: Um, in Chile, yeah, we had... Well, obviously we had the contacts back in Birmingham and we did have someone, I think. But again, I think I met them once, but, like, not in an official... Not, like, an individual meeting. It yeah. was, like, a kind of introductory talk to all the international students and that was the person you'd go to if you had a problem. But otherwise, no. Um, and then for working... or oh, again, we had a work placement officer at Birmingham. But then otherwise, I guess it was just having... If you had an issue, you'd bring it up with your boss at work. Yeah,
2: basically the same. I mean, I don't think I actually spoke to either of my work placement officers particularly in either of them luckily that was just my personal situation i didn't need to i mean there was somebody particularly at my work in paris who was kind of designated to sort of look over the interns if you will
1: but it wasn't really sort of super rigid but luckily it wasn't needed for me (laughs) but it's there and just about doing a work placement a lot of people sometimes choose to do one that kind of links to a potential career they might want to do so I know that for you, Han, that was, in your case, kind of like teaching. Yeah. It was an interest of yours, maybe. Yeah.
2: Absolutely I definitely I'd always had it in the back of my mind that I was interested in teaching. so it was a great opportunity for me to try that out without it being sort of something that I was doing after I graduated, I had a chance to do it um, during. but it was really eye-opening. I mean it was brilliant. I had always thought I'd wanted to teach children. I mean, I don't know if it was just the place I was at, but I that was really challenging. I found teaching the children, whereas I actually enjoyed teaching the adults a lot more than I'd ever expected I would so that kind of changed my mind slightly how I felt about that I think the other thing to mention is that a lot of people are slightly put off by the workplace it's because they are very teaching based yeah. a lot of them and I think that's quite understandably because of a lot of the reason why they want English students to intern at places is for our language skills and therefore that correlates really well with teaching so I think I, I mean I definitely found that a lot of the jobs were yeah, they were teaching based, but for me that was great. It gave me a chance to try out teaching. I don't necessarily think I want to
1: do it anymore,
2: but that's because I you had, had
0: that experience exactly. and that's valuable in itself. It though. was
2: really, it really was. insightful
1: for it made me really reflect on wanting to do just like doing the 9 to 5, mm. you know, doing something you enjoy. Oh, because 100%. there were times where I didn't enjoy my job, Absolutely. if I'm being honest, and oh, yeah, I had difficulties sometimes with my boss and situations like that. So I had to, you know, it was just trying to Realise that you want to do something. Like it makes you think for the future. You want to do something that you want to do. Like that you're going to enjoy and getting up every single day and going to do that. And my job wasn't like yours, kind of a career, no prospect kind of job. And I was more for my languages because I knew I'd use them. I'd use my French a lot. But you can kind of do it for either reason. If it's Mm. just for your languages or as Hannah was, just to get an insight into whether that is a career you might want to do or not.
0: And what did you find about the working culture? Of France, of Spain, and the university studying culture of Chile as well. The F-
1: France has very strict working laws, so obviously mm-hmm. they have them thirty-five hour weeks. In the UK, it's usually forty, isn't yeah. it? They have quite strict. You know, they take their hour lunch break. Oh yeah. And they there's you know a few national holidays and all of that. Oh, I love thing. a national holiday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so good. loved those. But apart from that, as interns, we didn't have a lot of freedom necessarily. in for like holidays we technically didn't have holidays no we had times off obviously when it was national holidays and otherwise we had to request days off mm-hmm. so both of us did that didn't we yeah And were they we okay
0: had, with that yeah as long as
1: you kind of didn't take advantage of it and be like oh can I have a week off mm-hmm. be yeah like, can I have when I I once went to visit my boyfriend so I took the national holiday was a Monday so I took I think I took the Friday before and then I took the Tuesday after the national holiday yeah. so I tried to play it mm-hmm. with times where I wasn't then taking too much yeah, because it was around really the national only holiday. Two days, mm-hmm. yeah
0: so and your boss probably enjoyed that as well yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it was just being
1: clever about it. But yeah,
0: technically we didn't have holidays, did no. we?
2: my I had like one week where I could have taken it off when I was in Paris. And that kind of again... Yeah, you did, didn't you? I, yeah, I was quite that, jealous of that. That falls <laughs> into the school system again because of their like half terms. So that's, what, I mean, I suppose a benefit of being involved in that. And at Easter in Spain, they had the week off as well. So, but that was just kind of nature of the job. There. Sorry, Maybe. can I just
0: add in Spain, was there big working culture differences to France? I would say both.
2: I mean they were both more similar to each other than they are the UK, if that makes any sense. Oh, okay. They were both very relaxed. I mean, I don't know I don't know if it was also specifically because my job in seville was volunteering that they understood that like you know it wasn't a paid contract but they were like yeah if the train gets in at 10 past just come at 10 past doesn't matter like they were super relaxed (laughs) which was great and i think france was slightly stricter but i i I actually think that was more nature of the fact that like molly said i was an intern doing 35 hours as opposed to being a
0: volunteer part-time exactly
2: yeah Yeah. but both were were pretty relaxed Um, and understanding as well that We were English, I thought. I felt like they understood that we were just there to. Help and do our best. Maybe, you know, they
1: weren't sort of expecting. And that you're not
0: qualified much. teachers either. Yes.
1: Yeah, ultimately, at the end of the day, we, we're not qualified in those fields. No. So you were getting
0: just... as much back from them as they were getting from them. Exactly, Absolutely. it was kind of
1: a, a mutual benefit. mutual An yeah.
0: exchange. An ex- yeah. That's
1: the word I was. Yeah. About, exchange. <laughs> Agreed. So yeah, I think that's quite a good insight, a good comparison. Yeah. I think ultimately you just have to weigh up the options and what you think is best, whether you do a whole year of study like Izzy. Oh, we've covered all of it, haven't we? A whole oh, yes. year of study, a whole mm-hmm. year work and 50-50.
0: Would you would you do the
1: same again? I think so yeah I think I'd split it 50-50 I think yeah as I've said before it was just a good balance of the two. Mm -hmm. If you'd asked me in September I'd have said no
2: because of the transition back to uni I'd have probably done my second semester studying but in hindsight now yeah I'd have have kept it the same I really enjoyed it what about you?
0: Yeah I think I'd keep it the same as well yeah I, I think that studying gives you a lot of freedom to you know you're not restricted by these hours you have a bit more time in the day to do your own thing if you wanted to you can work your timetable like in germany for example i had two days off oh, wow. um because i worked my timetable that way i never started before 12 and That's lovely. Yeah, yeah it was very lovely um, lucky <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there are lots of benefits of that i would like to have had some opportunity to work and yeah in all honesty my languages didn't improve as much as i'd hoped I think the beginning, the semester courses they improved a lot, yeah. and that was really, really worthwhile. The studying gave me some insight into some different courses, different education system, like it was beneficial, just not as much for my languages as I would have hoped, but I wouldn't necessarily change it. Yeah. So, all in all, whatever you do, you can have a good yeah. time, you can get a lot from it. and
1: yeah it's it's just it just depends on your own preference like we all Mm -hmm. enjoyed our experiences doing different different combinations absolutely and it's what you make of it at the end of the day definitely
0: would you say you had one tip that stands out and one challenge that stands out for me i'd say a challenge was adapting to listening for long long streams of this la- of the language yeah. and in an academic setting about things that I didn't actually necessarily know yeah. the context about the context of and the biggest tip I would give is just try your best that's all you can do <laughs> yeah, It, it it's, as there's as well. not too much pressure for studying, it's as much as you put in yourself and you just need to get the credits at the end of the day, which most people manage or there's a way around it. So try to get the most out of it for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Try your best. Try your best, that's all you can do. And, and enjoy- know that it's
1: hard, both options are hard. Like. Yeah. Working was not easy all the time no. and I had difficulties in my job, but also studying wasn't easy all the time, so it's just try your best in both and you're doing it for yourself at the end of the day revel in the fact of what
0: you're doing yeah and it's so impressive Mm -hmm. both
1: options are so impressive and you have to take your hat off to yourself knowing how difficult
0: give yourself a pat on the back Yeah. yeah agreed okay so thank you so much for listening if you do have any more questions or comments like to share then please feel free to send us a message on our instagram at continental corner pod and we will share them or get back to you we're here to help and we hope this has given you a bit of insight a bit of encouragement yeah and
1: thank you so
0: much and thank you to hannah thanks for
1: having me we hope you enjoyed
0: and we'll see you next week for another episode thanks guys Bye. bye